0: Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson.
1: Welcome to episode number 173 of Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome. It's Tuesday, uh, January 11th. It's another uh, one-one. 1-1. One one. one one, oh or oh one one one. Indeed, all this binary data is—it's wild. <laughs> hey, everybody in the chat room. Yes, hello, Eric. Kid, it has been insane getting ready tonight. It has
2: indeed been insane. <laughs> I was saying Robbie's insane, but but in a good way. I'm in a good way. No,
1: I'm not actually. It's just—it was a crazy launch was, here because was, we have a very special guest. Hey, Hill!
0: Surprise! I am here, live in the studio. Bet you didn't think you'd see me for a while, but like, guess what? I'm here.
2: I like the shirt, by the way. Yes, thank you. Got last you. I
0: am repping the Pogo Plug right now.
2: Amazing. It's last week's uniform.
1: I'm <laughs> on the times. Well, she wasn't here. Oh, so she's got her shirt. She's got her shirt. <laughs> hey, tonight we are going to be learning how to program our very own professional-sounding drum beats.
2: No, I'm not going to do beatboxing. Nope. Yeah, okay. Is
1: that how we're going to do it? It's exactly it's how we're going to do it. It didn't sound professional, though.
2: And it didn't look that good, and you should really wipe the spit yeah, off I got your hand. <laughs> I'm a little bit wet now.
1: <laughs> not, not even mentioning you know, all the spray that you got. Uh, we have a massive slew of viewer questions tonight. We've got a lot of yes, viewer testimonials. It seems our brand new website at category5.tv is attracting the masses, and uh, it is so great to have you there. And uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please do check out Category5.tv. Nice to see so many people joining us in the chat room. And, uh, yeah, we get this puppy rolling. All right. Welcome to the show, 173. And, of course, uh, if you are watching this after the fact, the show notes will expose you to links. Everything that we mention on the show is going to be outlined there at Category5.tv, the show notes for episode number 173. There you
0: go. Now, fellas, I've got lots to tell you about what's coming up Fantastic. in the show. News-wise, would you like to hear?
1: Would love to. Uh, would coming
0: like up in the newsroom, you guys can anticipate hearing about the brand new Pogo Plug <coughs> video brings on the fly instant HD video <coughs> to the cloud. The shifting North Pole has forced the Tampa Airport to close a runway. <coughs> Nintendo's 3DS handheld gaming system can harm your young child. Mm. And the Sodega gaming service is shutting down. But refunds are available, so stick around for the latest from the Category 5 TV newsroom.
1: She says Sadega, I say Kadega. Whichever it is. I've tomato. never said it. It really is. <coughs> you've never said it? You sound like you're just dying over there. Or are you going to have to leave halfway through the show tonight? I'm.
2: You know, maybe if maybe we had coffee. some Irish in my coffee. Mm. No, perhaps not.
1: Perhaps not. Not tonight. Mm. You going to make it? You, do, do, do so our, I shouldn't you got probably. some questions?
2: We have questions. Here's one I bet you don't mm-hmm. have an answer for.
1: And, Hilary, if you'd like to be ready for, uh, to, to pull up the viewer <laughs> testimonials on our new site. Uh, of course, I'd love I to, certainly uh, will. Hear from some of those.
2: This is from Gatorman. Hey, Gatorman. And Gatorman, who's on Ubuntu 10.04, Ubuntu, yes. Why does Planet Calypso not support Linux? Nice, short, sweet.
1: I'm afraid for you to be talking to me. Talk to them because it's a lot less risky for me. <laughs> okay. uh, Planet Calypso is based on the CryEngine 2 uh, gaming engine, which is um, it's part of the CryEngine line of, of uh, gaming engines. So that's from Far Cry. It's a Windows-based platform. I think it's DirectX only, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it's fantastic as far as the graphics go in the gameplay. It's perfect for a massive multiplayer online game, and the decision was made by uh, Entropia Universe or First Planet Company when they migrated from the old engine over to um, the CryEngine 2, that, uh, that it was worth the sacrifice of other platforms, knowing that people who are really serious about the game uh, will not mind so much doing a, like a, a, a dual boot, for example. So really it's about, and Jot's for it's called Mindark. First Planet Company is their fake name as far as it goes in the game. It's oh. all good, they've got so many company names. Entropia Universe, okay? That's what we're talking about, but essentially, uh, it's the engine that they use for the game. It's not compatible with Linux, and that is, you know, that's something that Entropia Universe uses, and it's been developed by another company. Cool. So there. Worth the dual boot.
2: Okay. Yeah. We have time for more questions. I bet.
1: I bet we do. Here's one. We, we got so many questions this week. We wanted to okay, just Okay, we're just going to fly
2: through. And this is from okay. Jim Welcome in Idaho. Welcome to the question Extravaganza, <coughs> down in Potato Country. Okay, hi Robbie. Do Man. you do you know an easy way to get TV out working? I have a GeForce FX 5500 with S Video out, NVIDIA drivers. Version 173.14.28, I tried editing my X configuration file with no luck and had to reload OS. I guess I'm not that savvy yet. I attach a copy of... um, Oh, he's got his X configuration file to demonstrate. Um, P.S., I would like to watch my movies on my 36-inch JVC CRT. Thanks.
1: I also would like to watch your movies on your 36-inch... JVCCRT. That takes awesome. up a lot of real estate. Sure does. <laughs> Both this way and that way. Um, you're contradicting yourself there, Jim. When you say you'd like an easy way, and then you're, and then you're getting into the xor.conf, which is, is a bit more complicated. We can do it with the GUI, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the easy way. Uh, and the way to do that is in your um, system administration, because you're using an NVIDIA card and you said that you're using the NVIDIA proprietary drivers under administration you're gonna have a nice little button here called NVIDIA X server settings If I click on that the second option here on the menu is X server display configuration and you'll see that I only have the one monitor you're gonna see two different monitors there so you'll be able to select your screen right click uh, you'll be able to enable, configure, uh, set it up with Twin View, so that you'll be able to uh, basically take your movie and drag it onto another monitor. Essentially, it's the way that you'd want to do that. So the way that you'll see that because you've got the two monitors is something along these lines. Side by side, you're going to have your two displays. One is going to be your computer's display, the other one is going to be your TV the S-Video output. And that should get you there. So that's called NVIDIA X Server Settings. And it's available under System Administration uh, in Ubuntu Linux when you have the proprietary uh, NVIDIA drivers installed on your Ubuntu system. All right. I hope that points you in the right direction.
2: All right. Well, we have more. And this is from, I'm going to say, Amakai Robin. Yeah, okay. okay, hello. I bought a UPS for my Ubuntu Lucid box. It connects to the computer via USB. Here's the relevant line from the uh, L sub output bus 005, device 002, ID, and Agiler Inc. Okay. I can't find out how to configure and monitor the battery. I was hoping it would show up in Power Manager, like on my Asus netbook, the extra tab for battery. But it only shows on the AC power and general tabs even after a reboot. How do I configure the Power Manager to show the battery tab? Hmm. And by the way, don't ever go off the air. Thanks. Okay. I don't think that was a request. That was a...
1: That was a command. Yes. Amakai. He said thanks. We'll do our best. Okay. That's the plan, dude. Honestly. Okay. We don't ever go off the air. Um, first of all, lsusb is uh, a Linux command that allows you to list all your USB devices. Ah. Right? Like lsusb. Um, so that's what that is. Um, what you're going to need is uh, nut hal drivers. Um, and what that gives you is the. Um, basically USB support. I'm gonna go into Synaptic Package Manager. (laughs) Just again to do this through the GUI, keep it simple. System Administration, Synaptic Package Manager. And do a quick search here for NUT-HAL. There we go, NUT-HAL Drivers Network UPS Tools the HAL interface what the HAL interface means is that it's going to allow it to connect to like you're saying uh, directly to um, your existing uh, power monitoring uh, in Ubuntu the uh, GNOME power manager is what, what it is um, so that is going to allow you to use those USB uh, UPSs most of the time if you install that shouldn't shouldn't require a reboot or anything just if, if worst case unplug it and re-plug in the, uh, the USB device uh, but that should then be detected by GNOME power management. Uh, it should just come up. If there are any issues with that, um, as far as you know, it's not detecting for some reason. Sometimes the HAL version of the uh, the USB drivers for for NUT uh, can have some problems. Uh, so you can use the uh, terminal version as well, um, just by installing NUT. But that's a little bit more complicated. So NUT dash HAL dash drivers. And I'll post a couple links in the show notes for episode so number 173. the uh,
2: computer?
1: N-U-T? No, is
2: HAL.
1: Oh, HAL is a hardware access layer no, or something? No, okay. And NUT, or N-U-T, is network UPS tools.
2: I'm such a nut. Okay.
1: hmm Okay. I hope that helps. I'm kind of looking here and Keeping an eye on things But I will post a couple Links there for you uh, in, in the show notes For episode number 173 Cheers
2: You don't remember The computer in 2001? How? Yeah Yeah, oh okay, yeah Okay, that's, that's what I was mumbling about Oh, okay Okay
1: I took you literally
2: <laughs> Are
1: you new? <laughs> okay. No, I am just noob Okay Hillary, how are you Doing over there?
0: Oh, I'm doing great Yeah? Just, you know Lurking on the internet Monitoring the chat room Checking out Find the out World Wide Web.
1: On. Could we uh, take a look at some of the uh, viewer testimonials, just to hear from yes. uh, some of the viewers who have been checking out the site this week?
0: Most well, certainly. The only thing is, I don't know how far back we have
1: read these we testimonials. We haven't read any from the new site, actually. As a matter
0: Ooh. Of fact. Well, all right. I will start with one from January first. Um, it's from Scott Evans from Australia. He writes to hey, us. Scott. Hi, Robbie, Happy Eric, and Hillary. I'm submitting this just in case I miss the first live show for 2011. The new website looks really cool, and I'm now caught up back on, on back episodes as we've had some friends visiting from Vancouver. So I plan to be more active this year within the Cat5 community. Keep up the great work, as it is surely appreciated. Thanks, Scott. That's awesome. Got another one here from Greg. Uh, hi, Robbie and all. been a busy year for me, hey, so I miss some of the shows, but I do watch them when I get a chance. Robbie has shown me a lot of stuff through the years, and I am very thankful for that. I hope to start watching the show live again soon. Thank you very much from Greg. Got another one here from Howfield. Hi, Robbie, Eric, and all the crew. I have been watching Category 5 from the beginning, maybe Episode 2. I can only thank Robbie for the knowledge he shares, and always with an entertaining and courteous style. I have never seen Robbie annoyed, <laughs> except, for, oh, except perhaps when he burnt his head fishing and had to wear a cloth cap. Oh. The new site yeah. looks great, and again, many thanks. Cheers. Keep talking tech.
1: <laughs> I got I some more. That.
0: Should I keep going?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe a couple, couple more quick ones. Sure thing. I, I love to hear from the viewers, Hillary.
0: We do. I mean... It's,
1: like it's, it's, our, it's our food over here.
0: <laughs> oh yeah it's great to hear from people because everyone's from around the world too right so it's really cool it keeps us all together and connected um, got one here from Troy from BC hey, Troy. Uh, hey Robbie and gang thanks for another great year of content every single show I learn something new about Ubuntu and technology in general keep up the good work and have a fantastic 2011 P.S. the new website is leaps and bounds better than the old one cheers and I, I got two more Can I keep going? (laughs) Okay. I can go all night. Jeremy V. from Kentucky writes to us, Watch the show uh, off and on since 2009 uh, when I started playing with various USB Linux distros. Miro was one of the media packages that uh, rivaled iTunes. So while I'm still a PC guy, your show and my netbook with Mint usually show me something cool every time I watch. Great. And lastly, Dennis Finnegan from uh, the U.S. writes to us saying the new website is great. Really shows off your talents, Robbie. Thanks, Dennis. Wish I was less busy so I could spend a day here and watch the episodes I missed. But I'll just have to catch up when I can. As you really don't need the giveaways, but uh, oh, you really don't need the giveaways. But it's nice to get a freebie every once in a while. Because of you, I installed Wooby on my Asus netbook, but I can't connect to my Wi-Fi yet. I may have to ask you, the master, for help. My daughter now runs Ubuntu after she couldn't get rid of a virus um, on her Windows uh, Vista PC. Mm -hmm. After three years of sitting on the floor, I finally installed my second monitor. Why were
1: you sitting on the floor for three years?
0: Yeah. Why? That's what I'd like to know. Oh,
1: wait. It was the computer. (laughs) My my apologies. I wasn't actually paying (laughs) attention to the
2: sentence. Was there a misplaced (laughs) modifier?
0: It's it's entirely possible. Um, Anyways, he didn't realize it would be that simple. Uh, You might want to explain it in a show. Thank you for all your help, and Eric is a nice touch, too. But you really need another great-looking female to attract the stronger sex. Ha, <laughs> ha, Okay.
1: Uh, ladies
2: and gentlemen, thank may you. I introduce Hillary? <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice to have Hello. you here.
2: Welcome <laughs> no, back, Hillary.
0: Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, and thank you, everyone, for your comments and your lovely shout-outs, because we really appreciate that. So drop us a line. Send us a testimonial.
1: Yeah, you can do it uh, on our website, category5.tv and just click on Interact and you'll see the new testimonial system and cool thing I I, I don't know if you noticed this hillary but the new system actually uh, supports video testimonials
2: and I really encourage our
1: our viewers to give that a try if you've got a webcam or a digital video camera that you can record yourself uh, actually giving a testimonial love to get a hold of that and uh, we'll certainly you know that gets posted on the website but also it uh It will eventually be used in promotional things like when we do our anniversary show and everything. i'd love to have some viewer testimonials that so make can. sure you
2: wear pants well
1: that's kind of important. Yeah, okay. it's kind of important from the waist up. speaking of <laughs> appreciative viewers, we had somebody stop in uh, I guess about a week and a half ago
2: that's right
1: and uh, just blew my mind and, and i just I, I don't want to spend too much time on the product itself because we're going to do that down the road but, okay. I, but I just want to give shouts out and and uh, just how, how amazing was it that we, we actually had a viewer named Ian who uh, came came by the studio uh, a week and a half ago or so and both Eric and, and myself were here and I, I think he had like a prepared speech or something it, it kind of felt like he was yeah. he, he wanted to just say you know thank you for for what you do with category five and and uh, you know just it was really I was really touched by his his gesture to say you know thanks for what you do." we're in our fourth season of category five and we do this for free and you know sometimes there are you know we get donations and and the occasional advertiser and stuff so that's that's really cool but this this guy showed up and uh... and said here i'd like to give you this and presented me with and and literally presented me with an ipod touch 4g
2: amazing yeah which is way cool
1: very cool and i've really been (laughs) enjoying it and i'd like to uh... what i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be uh, preparing to give the, you know, because I, I'm an open source believer, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know I I'm always wanting to promote the open source uh, software and and uh, non proprietary hardware. So my perspective on the iPod Touch I think is a little bit different than the average fanboy.
2: Truth Perhaps. be told,
1: I think it is. But I have to admit I'm pleasantly impressed. With the feature set and what I can do for free on the iPod Touch with the App Store and, and the amount of free apps that are available, being able to VNC or RDP into my computer and control the camera angles, for example, that's something that, uh, that I've been testing I thought like. you were
2: just texting people. I text.
1: I've got the chat room. I've got <laughs> I Twitter. I during the show. I've got email.
2: No. Absolutely. Wow.
1: And it's fully Internet connected through Wi-Fi. So it's uh, in all essences, and, and there are many devices like this, it's really like having a little pocket computer that you can take with you anywhere. You got as long a, as you've got Wi-Fi. A new little
2: raincoat? It's got a nice yeah, put a nice little, raincoat
1: on. little jacket on it that's it's got the hard component and the soft component to protect it if, I, if it ever gets dropped or whatever. I've got the protective screen on it. I think that's the, the most important thing when you <laughs> get a device like this is making sure that you have...
2: <laughs> well, sure. I actually uh, <laughs> had a message from Ian. I won't. I won't read it verbatim. Oh, is he here? No, no, no. It was uh, earlier today. I, oh, yeah. I, I had a text. Uh, I hadn't heard from him in a few days, and okay. I said, "What's up?" And he said, "Well, <coughs> uh, his phone couldn't swim, and it landed oh, in. Oh no. It Ian, landed in a in a certain. Well, it wasn't porcelain, but it was on a greyhound." He, oh, did, no. he didn't oh, go. Dear. He did not go back in for it. So he has a new, shiny phone. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but you said the protective thing. I don't know whether that would have really helped.
1: It wouldn't help against no against no. water and stuff. It is <laughs> certainly not waterproof. Um, there are people asking, uh, especially Gadwill and and things like that, in the chat room, just wondering, you know, if this truly does have every app that you would ever need. And, and I think it's it's true. But it does. Wow.
0: Is that a a fart machine? Is that a whoopee cushion? It is.
1: A virtual whoopee. (laughs) Don't
2: ask people. That's nice. It's
1: got everything. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to be taking a look at that from my perspective as somebody who uh, believes in open source very strongly. Um, And and uh, (laughs) I've been really enjoying it. I think it's really great.
2: Those were baked beans, not... uh, <laughs> beans, Hillary. <laughs> Indeed.
1: But I'm um, this is Category 5 Technology TV. You'll find us online www.category5.tv. Nice to have you here.
2: Could be yeah. worse, there could be four of us. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to well, know. Actually, there is John here. John's being quiet, but Yeah. hey, John, there,
0: there he is.
2: He is. There he is. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Okay, well, this is from uh, Spidey Spence and uh, enjoyed your video on YouTube regarding the Pogo Plug. I am enjoying it as well, though having some setting issues. The people at Pogo Plug feel it is a bug with their iPhone app. I'm able Mm. to stream all MP4 media over wireless and 3G through their web-based page, but not the app. My upload speed is uh, point. 0.51 0.51 uh, megabits per second and download anywhere from 18 to 11 megabits per second. I am with Rogers and am running a WRT54G router. Any suggestions? on making sure it is not my router causing issues. Thanks a lot for your time. Mm-hmm. I have been searching for settings for this with no luck. Thanks again.
1: Okay. Of course, the Spence. WRT54G from uh, Linksys. Is a good router to to change the firmware if you'd like to. Uh, if you want to put DDWRT on that, that's an option. So, but we want to rule that out. Your question is, how can we rule out the router? Neat thing about the Pogo plug is that you can take that device anywhere in the world. You can take that to a family member's house that has high-speed internet, plug it into their router. You can take it to school. You can take it to uh, an internet cafe anywhere at all. Plug it into the to the Ethernet. And boom, it's got. You've got access to your to your router. So from your device, you know, take take that somewhere else, okay. plug it in, and then try it from your device just to rule out your router. I think we'll that, spend some that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but the po- Pogo plug can be placed anywhere. So that's that's what's kind of <coughs> neat about it. Um, and also, do check for any kind of rogue applications on your network. You say you've got quite a bit of upstream. Uh, but if there is something running on one of your computers that's uh, for some reason taking that up uh, then you can have some problems so you might want to just you know, shut down all your computers on your network at the same time and just see if that, uh, if that resolves it and if it does, maybe you've got something like uh, you know, a peer-to-peer software or something that's running on one of those systems Windows can sometimes get those um, as viruses and they, they're used to mass mail or you know, to do those kinds of things uh, and that takes a lot of bandwidth so you may not know that it's happening shut down all your computers or unplug your computers just have the pogo plug plugged into the router and uh, and keep us informed let us know
2: yes let us know we like that okay here's another one and this one's from Steve C and this is hey, Steve. Uh, from the uh, the new site um, he's running XP/7 okay. Hi, I would like to take this opportunity to apologize for this lengthy email and also congratulate you on the new Category5.tv website. I'm currently head of the recording team at my local church. We create DVDs and CDs of the services at our church. It has been decided that we need to upgrade our computer system. We are currently running on Windows XP but wish to upgrade to Windows 7. This will require me to buy some RAM and upgrade... uh, and an upgrade copy of Windows 7. Currently we use Adobe Audition to record audio, but after the upgrade we will lose this installation. I wish to convert to an open source program and was hoping you could provide some suggestions. Is Audacity, is Audacity best? I would be happy to install Ubuntu or Ubuntu Studio or other Linux uh, disk. Um, on the uh, system. However, I believe that this would disable our ability to print directly onto the CD face using our Canon PIXMA IP4200. Many thanks. Stephen.
1: Hey, Stephen. Okay. A multifaceted question. Not just mm-hmm. a not just long question, but it, and it makes sense to... You know, we need the details in order to, to be able to help you out. First things first, to answer your question, yes, Audacity is an excellent uh, open-source uh, recording suite uh, for audio production and things like that. Um, but it's—I think it's got a, a reasonable learning curve. It's a little bit harder to use than some of the other applications that are out there, but it's—it's it's reliable. It's good. It can have problems if—if uh, <laughs> if I've heard of on certain systems where it may have—you know—if you're running like a—I don't know what version, but if there is a bug, it can be hard to recover from. Oh. But hopefully that wouldn't happen to you. So, and, and whether or not you go with open source is really—it's up to you. And I—and I do. Uh, try to go with as much open source as I can, but there is a piece of audio production software that I prefer because it, it is—it's not open source, it's not free, but it's—it's it's cheap, it's affordable, and it works really, really well. It's extremely reliable; I've never had trouble with it, and it's under constant development by one guy. Wow. So it's made right here in Canada, as a matter of fact. I think it's—well, the guy's name is Chris, but it's GoldWave.com. Not to push you away from Audacity. Try Audacity if you're looking for open source, absolutely. But my personal preference, just because of ease of use and because it is affordable, is this application called Goldwave. It's a fantastic audio recorder slash editor. It records unlimited. It'll fill your hard drive with high quality recording. You've got everything that you need at your fingertips. It uses um, all different kinds of plugins. This is Windows only. It will work under Wine, though if you do decide to go the linux route but as you were saying uh, okay, and again that's gold <laughs> pardon me, goldwave.com $49 for a lifetime license and you get the updates and everything like that and i do stand by and i think it's, it's a great piece of software you can usually
2: uh, there are goldwave products you can download and try before you there is a free version it, that you can yeah. try
1: yeah. yeah and you can keep using that uh, indefinitely um, and especially in <clears throat> pardon me i think you're passing it around hey i
2: Quite don't think so
1: uh, with the free version, you can try. You could put that through a whole service, and uh, you're just recording one thing. So you would basically press record at the beginning of the uh, of the sermon, press stop at the end, save it as a wave file or an MP3 or whatever you want to do. Probably save it as a wave, so you've got that master file that's lossless, and then compress down to an MP3 from there, uh, just by going file save as. And you can install Lame. All the instructions are on the website, but I'd be happy to walk you through it. But yes, there is a free version that will work just fine. But do support when you've got a piece of software like that. I like to support it. And like like I say, 49 bucks for an entire lifetime of updates. It's very good. Um, so, that's that. Uh, next was your, could you do it on Linux? Looks like it. Here's a document that I found on a blog on uh, penguintutor.com. And this talks about, it's just basically information about how this user encountered the same issue where they are using Ubuntu Linux with the IP4200 from Canon and had trouble getting it to select the correct tray for Uh printing directly on the disk surface on printable CDs. Um, What they did is they changed the printer driver to have the media size as a CD of five inches. Uh, Media type is CD uh, which you'll find in the advanced options and media source is CD tray so you need to change those things In your driver options when you're printing it from ubuntu linux otherwise it's going to try to print out uh, on the paper tray as opposed to on the cd i'll also post a link to that penguintutor.com blog uh, entry for you in the show notes for episode number 173 uh, so that you can follow through with that and actually read over what that user has found uh, with regards to using the ip4200 on ubuntu linux and of course if you go the, the ubuntu route then you're using open source software. You've got Audacity. You've got a slew of available audio recording applications uh, that you can use uh, on that computer, and, and you've got that whole community of open source uh, people to, to back you up. Uh, so definitely would be, uh, I, I think that would be a good route to go as well. So let us know what you, what you actually decide, and uh, we'd love to hear from you, but I'll just kind of you know, give you as much information as I can to help you make that, uh, you know, the decision based on that. Good luck hope it works out this is category 5 technology tv i'm your host robbie ferguson
2: and i'm eric kidd and over there and i was looking at more questions here well this, we've but got we'll do those off over there we've got hillary How hi, are
0: you? hi i'm hillary and i'm ready to do the news fantastic Dun, da, da, da. from the category 5.tv newsroom cloud engines inc announced the latest addition to the pokeblog product line at ces thursday the PogoPlug Video. Further solidifying PogoPlug's place as the multimedia server offering of choice. With the new version, a video encoding chip provides on the fly encoding, making your multimedia content available instantly and in true HD quality. No matter what device you're using, you'll now be able to watch and share your true HD video directly from your PogoPlug Video. The PogoPlug Video can be purchased for just $1.99 uh, U.S. dollars, I believe. And for more details, you can visit cat5.tv slash The shifting of the Earth's magnetic north pole has forced Tampa Airport to close one of its runways to repaint its designation. Runway 18R slash 36L will be redesignated 19R slash 1L when it reopens on Thursday. The other runways will change over later this month. The magnetic north pole has been shifting towards Russia at a rate of 40 miles per year for the past decade. Hmm. As reported by BBC News, Nintendo is warning parents that their new 3DS handheld gaming device could harm children under 6 years old. According to the report, a statement on Nintendo's 3DS website warns consumers that there is a possibility that 3D images, which send different images to the left and right eye, could affect the development of vision in small children. While some would see this statement as a preemptive warning, others see it as a red flag, feeling that Nintendo is making sure they can say, we told you so, when the lawsuits begin. Nintendo warns users that younger children should only play the 2D versions of the 3DS games. Transgaming is closing down the Sedega Gaming Service, which brings Windows Gaming to the Linux platform. In a statement posted on their website Friday, it was revealed that the Sedega technology will continue to benefit the Linux gaming community in a new incarnation, it will become available as a tool set through the Game Tree Developer Program. The Cedega Gaming Service will stop functioning after February 28th, and users have pur- uh, who have purchased a 6 or 12 month membership, which is still active, must email email the following address accounts at Cedega, that's C-E-D-E-G-A.com, by Saturday at the latest, and a refund will be issued for your remaining time. While the updated Sodega engine under GameTree will not be made available immediately, you may sign up now for your free GameTree Dev ID at GameTreeLinux.com. This will ensure that you get access to the latest and greatest Sodega technology moving forward. You can get these full stories at Category5.tv Newsroom. The Category5.tv Newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash, with contributions from Gadget Wisdom Guru, Becca Ferguson, and our wonderful, fabulous community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of honor mention, send us an email at newsroom at category5.tv. For the Category 5.tv newsroom, I'm Hillary Rumble.
1: Category Five TV is brought to you in part by Planet Calypso. This massive multiplayer online game is available as a free download from cat5.tv calypso. Now, once you've got it downloaded and installed on your Windows computer, make sure you say hi, and there's something for everyone here on Planet Calypso, from hunting to mining, crafting, and just plain socializing and having fun with your friends. You can download it for free at cat5.tv slash calypso. If you're a Linux user like myself, of course, this makes it worth the dual boot. cat5.tv slash calypso. I'll see you on Planet Calypso. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and you'll find us online, www.category5.tv. And tonight, we're gonna learn how, how to give you a beat. We're gonna give Eric a beat. All with right. hydrogen. Are no. Okay. Synaptic package manager is how I'm gonna do it in Ubuntu Linux. Very cool.
2: And
1: just do a search for hydrogen. Now remember, I'm on Ubuntu, you might be on another Linux distro, and uh, you can get that out of, you know, your standard repositories, it should be in there, or of course uh, we'll be sharing the uh, website address with you as well at the end of the show. Hydrogen is a free drum machine slash step sequencer, and yes, it does support MIDI input as well, and we're uh, going to check out some of the stuff that we can do with this.
2: Which stands for Musical Instrument Digital Interface.
1: Absolutely, sure does.
2: Just so let's I'm install sure this
1: that. hydrogen. I'm going to select for installation, and as well, let's. Uh, now it's going to give us all the extra stuff that we need. Let's get hydrogen drum kits as well. And that's going to give us all those extra kicks and snares. And then I've hit apply, and we're going to go through and uh, and let that install.
2: Sounds good. Yeah. So when you're gigging,
1: when you're doing a, you know, whatever. Show you're doing when
2: I, when You want to drop pubs, a beat Not drinking beer and playing guitar just,
1: Yeah okay. You want to drop a beat If you had a laptop computer for example okay. You could sit down beforehand Program it in All your beats Save them as the name of the song And then when you go to play You just select the one that you want to play Hit play And you've got it exactly the way that you practiced it Of course this can be used for many other things as well If you want to just jam and you don't have a drummer Perfect Here it goes
2: Almost there. Sounds good to me. Yeah, you wait. I always bring the electric drummer with me, even when I yeah. have uh, have a real drummer. You know, just sort of <laughs> give him a little look and let him know what's here in the box. Just, yep. By the way, try to behave. Don't mess around. <laughs> try
1: to behave. Don't mess around. Drummers are the worst kind of breed, aren't they?
2: I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna be quiet. In a rare display of me keeping my shut. Hey, sure. Ryan. <laughs>
1: And all our other drum fans out there. Okay, here we go. And they're probably thinking, hey, how can you show them how to use a sequencer? That's a sore spot.
2: Well, it's all they good. do get sensitive now Changes and
1: Changes have been applied. So I'm going to close that and let it, let's, see, uh, let's see what this thing looks like. So here I am in Ubuntu Linux on my laptop. I'm going to go into sound and video. And I've got the hydrogen drum machine. And there it is.
2: And a sad-looking little penguin with a set of drumsticks.
1: Well, yeah. Okay. So here is our kit. And, and did you notice how quickly I got this? I did notice that. How quickly that it's set up. Quick. It's working. It's ready to go. We can start laying out those fat beats.
2: Wow. Well, I was thinking maybe we could just get maybe a dotted quarter, eighth, half on the bass. We can do that, too. And something on two and four on the snare. And...
1: I mentioned that we have MIDI input, but we also have keyboard input.
2: Oh, okay, there you go.
1: So you'd have to find your way around the keyboard, find out where, what's where.
2: So you can just spell it out.
1: Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's why music didn't work out for me, people. <laughs> Single click, will let you sample any of the samples. If you're not happy with the kit, look over here. Sound library. We've got all these system drum kits, uh, system drum kits. Already it even has
2: my old drummer in there, I've got a Roland TR-626. Really? Got four from the, there you go. 626, there we yeah. go.
1: Okay, so I'm going to right click on that one and go load. Now that's loaded the TR-626. There it there is. is. Here's our step sequencer, which is defaulted to eight uh, eight steps, so four-fourths time. And we can lay down a kick beat. This is my kick drum, OK? I'm going to put that on the one. So now I hit space, OK? We're running by default in 120 beats per minute.
2: Okay. So far so good. What do you got for us? Oh, I was thinking, we okay. Well, what do you want?
1: <laughs> so we're gonna pick the snare that sounds best with this. That sounds kind of nice. What do you want a rim?
2: Well, we could do uh, a little rim shot. Something punchy. You now, what kind of thing do we want to do? A bluegrassy thing? You could put it on the eighth notes. The off eighth notes. Okay, that works. Let's start with that.
1: I'm going to change my res to 16 so that I can add quarter notes. I'm going to get rid of that bass kick by single clicking again.
2: Okay. You stopped playing. Oh, I just, I was watching. Oh. Should we write a song, John? Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, you want me to keep playing? So, yeah. So okay.
1: let's say we want to drop, let's put down a, a hi-hat. Okay. And, and you can play with this. This is the fun thing is that you don't have to be a musician to play with something like a step sequencer. You can just have fun, hear it in your head, and, and just have a good time with it. Know that, uh, you know, if we're in 4 4 time, we have to have that consistent kind of dun, dun, dun something along those lines, yeah. find what kind of hat we'd like, okay, so...
2: Can we throw an open in there?
1: Sure. So you see how that's working there? to show you a little bit more advanced of how you can work with that step sequencer. So that's the most basic incarnation of Hydrogen here, which is a free software available for your Linux desktop PC, your Linux laptop, and you can program any amount of uh, drum beats, basically, with all these kits that are included for free. So, that what we've done is we've created pattern one. So if we switch playback mode to song instead of pattern, we can now loop that so let's say we want that beat to happen 4 times. Okay, you see how that's happening. So now we can trigger our next pattern for the next oh. 4, right? So let's change patterns here. Okay, so it may sound two. like a
2: 626, but it's way easier to program.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here let's let's change it up a little bit. So you know what I can actually do? I can layer why don't I layer these patterns on top of each other, okay? So now this is gonna be like a ride cymbal or something coming in after four. Right. So wherever you place it, controls where that... Okay, so if I play the song from the start, you're going to hear that it's going to play my first beat, and then all of a sudden the ride is going to come in when this starts. Here it goes. Right? So that's a very, very basic incarnation of how hydrogen is able to work for you. Uh, but of course, being that there are so many different drum kits, there's a lot of opportunity for you to play around, uh, make some music. And uh, if you have any knowledge, like be it, you know, playing guitar, or uh, even just, even if you're just learning guitar, it's a fun way to, you know, put down a basic beat.
2: Beats the heck out of the metronome.
1: Yeah, it really does, eh? A little more fun. Yeah, yeah. and you can you can really uh, you can make it build because you know how the song is going to progress. So you can take those patterns and you can create new patterns for say the chorus, for example. So when and the chorus is Tom straight,
2: roll and yeah, you can do at the end of the you like.
1: because as I've shown here, you can actually layer patterns right. on top of each other. So this doesn't have to be pattern one and then pattern two. It can be pattern one and then add pattern two, right? Nice. So there's a lot to it that way. So that is hydrogen. Again, available free of charge. It is available in Synaptic Package Manager if you're an Ubuntu user. It's available in your repositories if you are on any flavor of Linux. I'm sure it's there. And uh, if not, we will actually have the... uh, Well, I'll give you the link for it uh, right now. It's available for download for many different platforms. Hydrogen-music.org And there is an old, uh, basically like a beta version of a Windows installer as well. So if you're on Windows and you still want to give it a
2: try, that might be an option for you with that version. So it's not really meant for the newer Windows versions? but
1: Well, it, uh, what I mean is is that they oh. had created a Windows installer. Okay. Their focus is more on Linux, so it's kind of fallen by the by the wayside, and oh. it's okay. older. But uh, but it's a functional system. It's really, really cool. And then again, as I was saying, you could save your, your beats as you go, and you'll, uh, you'll be able to recall Hold those again. Yeah, check it out. hydrogen-music.org. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Okay. You'll find us online, <laughs> Category Five TV. Nice to have you here. Hey, hell. Howdy. I, uh, you're here, but I can't. I am can't, here. There you are.
0: I'm hidden behind in the secret corner well, I, yeah. of the studio, but I'm here.
1: Yeah, that's good to see
0: you.
1: Thanks. Well, uh, we've got a couple minutes to squeeze in your questions, Category Five TV. You'll find us in the chat room, and we'd love to see you. And make sure you say hi. Oh,
2: here's one from Jim. Hey, Jim. And Jim loves the show. Frustrated on the fact that I can't seem to get the show on my TiVo Series 3. Ah. I have looked on the Internet Mm -hmm. and can't seem to find a workaround. Any ideas? Thank you. Jim.
1: (coughs) TiVo requires us to apply for inclusion on their service. And we've gone through the process many times. and, And they have to actually approve you. To be a part of their distribution mechanism. So last I had checked, we were still pending approval on the TiVo. And I'll show you what I see. TiVo, approval requested. <laughs> and that's literally all that I see. Yeah. So you
2: heard yes. Hang in there.
1: The request is out. <laughs> TiVo knows we exist. Uh, but it's just uh, it's wait for them to say, yeah, you know what let's get this program on, uh, on our device. And, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's difficult to get onto different devices. Uh, but uh, we do everything that we can to try to make sure that the show is accessible to you. In the meantime, of course, we do have other mechanisms for you to be able to watch the show, and I hope that you'll stick around and enjoy the show uh, however you're able to.
2: Yeah, indeed. Thanks for watching. Just stick around. Mm-hmm. We have another question, and this one's from uh, Dennis Kelly. Hey, Dennis. Hi, Robbie. Is enemy territory... Quake Wars free to download. Mm. Thanks. This was sent using his BlackBerry. Just thought I'd share that.
1: That's random. <laughs> That's an interesting question because Enemy Territory traditionally was always free. Fantastic game. Uh, it was. It was basically the the predecessor to, or not the successor. Pardon me. To Wolfenstein.
2: Ah, I remember that. Yeah.
1: So Enemy Territory came along totally changed things as far as online multiplayer gaming and stuff. Um, You know, we're talking after uh, Unreal Tournament uh, Game of the Year Edition, and, and we're talking like, next step. And it was available for free. Then, we find out that Enemy Territory was actually a trial run that they were using to create this ultimate online gaming experience with Quake Wars. So Quake Wars is a commercial application. Enemy Territory is still available free of charge uh. so if you want the Quake Wars uh, game that you have to pay for if you like enemy territory you can get it right off of their website it's available as a free download and it's available of course for Linux and for Windows and for Mac and uh, and it's a good game as well it's, it's all designed to be uh, multiplayer, head to head what I'm going to do is uh, let's call this one ET.
2: And Here that's not extraterrestrial. No,
1: enemy territory. Cat five dot TV slash ET. Now we'll actually give you the uh, the free downloads of enemy territory. That's pretty cool.
2: That is very. I added cool.
1: that button to Firefox today, thinking, "Oh, it'd be good to be able to throw you URLs right live on the show." Yeah. So there you go. Cat five dot TV slash E-T will give you enemy territory, but not Quake Wars, because Quake Wars is indeed a commercial application. Hope you enjoy. Thanks, Dana.
2: Okay. Here's another one from our forum. And this is from Larry. And hey, Larry. Larry's running Ubuntu. Cool. Hello, Category 5 team. I'm in need of a storage solution. I require 10 terabyte of storage space that I can mount as one drive I checked out the series on Unraid And I don't think it will satisfy my needs From what I understand You can't span all the drives into one large drive Am I wrong? Do you have any ideas as to how I can accomplish this? I'm thinking of free NAS But I haven't had a chance to look into it yet Windows solutions are out of my price range Regards, Larry
1: Alright Larry uh, Just a slight misunderstanding With regards to how Unraid works uh, and I stand by Unraid. I really, really love my Unraid server. It's, it's
2: just—he loves his Unraid. I really do. Server.
1: It just runs. I don't have to think about it. But it is commercial. FreeNAS is free, so depends on what you're looking for as far as that goes, because there's that debate, right? Which one do you go with? But you saw Unraid. You know what it does. So how does it work with your 10 terabytes? So you build up that array to the point where it shows as a 10 terabyte capacity. Let me bring up my unrate server here and I'll, I'll show you how this works.
2: That sounds like a pile of storage, doesn't it? Yeah. I That's
1: remember- how well it works, is that I had to type my password three times because I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll go to... menu. So my Unraid server has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight drives in it, with a total of three point one nine terabytes. So you could get that up to ten terabytes if you like, by simply using bigger drives. I've used a lot of little drives. Is there
2: a limit to the size on the drive you can use in there? No.
1: So see, notice that I've used a bunch of cheap old drives that I've had laying around, a couple of three twenty gigs. So my, my array is fairly small, 3.19 terabytes, which is actually really big. It's yeah. more than, you know, it's, it's lasted us this long, and we've still got a lot of space left, 3, uh, 156 gigs free. So uh, the way that it works is that now I create a user share to my Unraid box. And what it does is that share, now I mount it on my computer as a hard drive. So it shows up on my computer as a single hard drive, even though we know Unraid has multiple hard drives. So now, when you save anything to that drive, it's actually saving across multiple hard drives plus your parity disk. So you've got that redundancy as well. So while it isn't a single hard drive, it's not creating a volume of one drive. It's accessed to your computer as one drive or one Samba share. Essentially, if that's the way you want to do it. So, for example, if you were just going to create that one drive, you could, uh, but you may not want to do that. You may find that it actually works better to split it up into different shares. Let's say it was just called Unraid. So you create a share called Unraid, and that is your one share on the entire Unraid server. Mount that to your <laughs> to your computers, and that shows up as whatever drive you mount it as, or whatever mount point you mount it as, and anything you drop onto that goes onto Whichever drive Unraid allocates it to go on to plus the parity, so so it does work like one drive to you. So it's just not traditional RAID in in the sense of how RAID actually creates like a volume, a little bit different, but works the same from the end user standpoint as far as that goes. So so don't give up on Unraid. I think it's still a great great solution for what you're looking for. Okay, and definitely FreeNAS is another uh, another good one.
2: All right, cool. We have another question here from Amakai. Sure. Uh, Hello, Robbie and friends. I guess that's uh, us, Hillary, John, Eric. Okay. Oh, yeah. I need to install Ubuntu Lucid on a computer without internet access. I have the ISO on a DOK and I had successfully used it as a live system on that machine. How do I perform the post-install updates, upgrades, and video driver, for instance? without internet access. Mm. Is there a way to download an ISO image that contains up to the minutes, so to speak, updates that I can direct the newly installed Ubuntu to?
1: Did you say newly?
2: I did not say. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea idea. what I said. I want to see the the closed captioning of whatever it was I said. First of all,
1: (laughs) just so you know, you're giving Gadget Wisdom Guru some ideas as he thinks that Robbie and
2: Friends sounds like a great variety show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming up next after this, uh, this episode of the show. Well, Hillary's just uh, putting on her tutu now, so... <laughs> <laughs> be
0: <You> better <laughs> believe it.
2: Sure. Okay, so there's, there's so many different ways
1: you can do it. Apt on CD is, is something that's really cool for getting uh, Apt, like software, Debian packages, that you want to be able to install through Apt. Um, look up Apt on CD... That's available in the repositories on Ubuntu. But that won't do anything for your drivers. But you know what drivers you need for your NVIDIA chipset and stuff, right? So yeah. you can download those from their website. You're not going to get the same ones as the Ubuntu system. Then there's the other option of install it as you want it to work on your computer, on another computer, or in a virtual machine. And then use Clonezilla and make a basically like a, an image what you're calling an ISO of that <coughs> pardon me
2: I never did system. get anywhere with Clonezilla after you broke my CD <laughs> oh, I broke my so let, CD
1: let's say you installed Ubuntu into a virtual machine and this is theoretical but it, it should work without, you know, because you don't have internet do it on a computer that has internet install Ubuntu into a virtual machine set it up the way that you want it get all your updates, get all your software that you need it's not going to get your video drivers remember because it's a different video card but you can download those from the proprietary website um, and then make an image using Clonezilla of that and image that back onto the actual native system and that should work as well there's different ways to do it but apt on CD is the way to get the app stuff get the, uh, get the downloads for the drivers that you need uh, on, uh, on like the NVIDIA website if it's an NVIDIA card for example uh, so I hope that helps it's a little bit of a, new, a unique scenario but of course, there's always the uh you know it's always it's always a lot easier just to you know take the take the system somewhere that has internet, let it run all its updates, <coughs> get it set up to that point where it's operational with the internet, and then take it offline. That's the easiest way so cool. that's really all the time we have tonight. <coughs> oh, <coughs> pardon cool. me, what have you done to me? must be something in the room or something
2: I, I think so I, yeah sorry again really out you, you caught this cough yet <laughs> not yet <laughs> uh,
1: thanks everybody for joining us i'll here be Canada doing the show TV. myself
2: next week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry
1: hillary what are you uh, what are you doing in town you're just hanging out and-
0: i have escaped school temporarily mm. um no my class is going on a field trip i didn't know you've been on field trips in college but um oh, cool. we are going to see some of canada's lovely broadcasting studios later this week so I'm just, uh, I'm just cruising, and when in the neck of the woods, I always love to come to Cat 5, so I'm here.
1: Yeah, thanks yes. for coming. No problem. It's so my great pleasure. to see you. Always nice to have you here. And we, it gave us an opportunity to, to uh, give you your Pogo Plug shirt, which I think is I know, very I love it. very important. Love I see it. this
2: vision of the class trip and the teacher here, having a rope and all the kids holding on to it and following behind the, the prof, but not like that, huh? <laughs>
1: Oh, I hope everybody's had a good night. Uh, do get your questions into us live at Category5.tv. Uh, you can also email us off our website. Get involved in the forum, too. We've got the great new community forum on Category5.tv. We'd love to get you involved in that. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, we're seeing a lot more community involvement, which is a big part of what, uh, what this upgrade on the website was all about, getting, uh, getting more involved with, with our community and getting our community more involved with each other. And I think that's starting to happen. So. Very excited about that. Everybody have a good night. Lab fan, cheers. G W G Gadwill Scorpio 55. Join us in the chat room. Nice to see Scott, Alan Pope, Corey. Can
0: we write a song?
1: Oh, we really need to. I was just write a song. thinking,
0: we should yeah. do like a song, a real song, a real and song. And Record it. Okay. Downloadable from our website only.
1: We're gonna do I that. I think that would
0: be a great idea. Okay,
1: The Mm -hmm. Cat 5 song. Yep. You watch for it, people. (laughs) (laughs) With that, we will leave you with this. Have a great night.
0: Bye bye. (laughs)
1: Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week.
2: I'll be here.
0: And speaking of cake, I have cake.
2: I'm fine for cake, Mrs. Doyle.
0: Are you sure, Father? (laughs) There's cocaine in it. (laughs)
2: There's what?
0: Oh, no, not cocaine. What am I on about? <laughs> no, I meant him um, What you call them? Raisins. Oh. <laughs> right. <definitely. laughs> I won't. Thanks.